If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. And I remember before that, I had not really seen or heard about virtual reality. And I found that to be very interesting. So they are pitching this idea in front of a panel of judges in the metaverse. They were the first girls in Africa to appear in the metaverse. And remember, in the beginning, they didn't know what the metaverse was all about. We were taught young people how to use the metaverse. And some of them were shocked to find Africans teaching them how to use the metaverse. Diana Jerry is putting virtual reality to work as an instrument for positive social change. Diana, who's based in Nairobi, Kenya, is an educator, associate director of nonprofit Africa VR Campus and Center, and the leader of XR Girls Africa. Her work involves getting young women immersed in new opportunities, quite literally, as they work towards their futures through virtual reality. In addition, Diana and her team educate others on ways to use the metaverse for social good. But perhaps the most exciting aspect of her work is that these activities are just two facets of her vision for a better future for Africa and the world. Diana, what do you remember very best about your growing up years and your own education that inspired you to become both an educator and somebody who's encouraging young people to dream big? Well, that's a good question. I grew up in a family of four. So I have four siblings and we all have different ambitions and talents. I remember when I went to primary school at the age of 12, my teachers chose me to be a peer educator. So we would like go from one school to another as peer educators to talk to our peers and um, about the things that concerns their age and the, the questions that you know they ask themselves in that particular age. First, we were educated, and then we were supposed to pass that education to our peers. And I remember I had that passion of bringing girls together, girls of my age. And you know, we talked about simple things at the time. <laughs> they seemed to be simple. But they would ask me questions about, you know, things like periods, because at that time we were 12 years old. Things like, how do we, should we be boys or something like that? And I was so passionate to answer their questions. And I remember we made a small group and we called ourselves Strong Girls at the age of 12. <laughs> and I was their peer educator. So that's where my passion of bringing girls together started and later at the age of 19 I formed another group of girls that is teenage girls we used to call ourselves charity tours so we would go from one charity home to another you know sending a hand of hope and charity and we would talk to orphan children, we would have fun playing with them and we would give them the small things that our parents would support us with. And, and now I'm here today with XR Girls. 
Would you tell me the story of becoming the Associate Director of the Africa VR Campus and Center and of XR Girls Africa? So in 2016, that's when I happened to meet Paul, Paul Simon, the CEO and the founder of Africa VR Campus and Center. And I remember before that, I had not really seen or heard about virtual reality. And we were, he was a family, a friend family member, you know, and, and now we had this family gathering and he was invited. And, you know, he always carry his gadgets with him. <laughs> it's like his armor. So he came with a headset at that time, it was the Samsung Gear VR. And he was showing my family members how you can be in a virtual space. And I found that to be very interesting. And from that time, I continued following him wherever he went. <laughs> and being very committed and devoted to learn first and to recruit the girls along with me to come and learn too. And that's when now I became an associate director of Africa Via Campus and Center. Was the first time that Paul came by with his Samsungs the first time you had experienced virtual reality? Yes, that was the first time I experienced virtual reality in a family gathering. <laughs> yes. What do you think? Wow, I was shocked. I never thought there were things like that. <laughs> I never saw something like that. No one had such a gadget in, in our area or in our village. And I remember the first time I wanted to see an elephant, right? Because of how huge it is. And I wanted to see it in an up-close manner, how its skin looks like. And it was fascinating the way it looked like. I could see its leg in this magnified manner. I was quite afraid because it was moving <laughs> towards me. And I remember that was my first experience with Pia. I've actually cringed a couple times in my early days when something comes towards me. So it's real. How from there, you said that you were following Paul and learning more and more about virtual reality. Did you first get started as a leader in virtual reality with ministering to girls and supporting young girls in their education through VR? I remember the first time I started, you know, gaining knowledge because I cannot work from an empty cup. So I all took me through how virtual reality is all about and how you know I can do things with it. And then after that I started joining events in Outspace. At that time I remember Paul had his own event. It was called Tales from Africa. And I started, you know, going in these events and it was so interesting for me to meet new people from across the world. I met people from UK for the first time. I met people from London. I met people from Malaysia, all these places. They were coming to this event to hear about the tales of Africa. I did not just go to that event. I used to go to another event that was run, that was being run by women. It was called, if I can remember it very well, it was called Women in Technology in art space. So I would go there and meet women doing a lot of great things in technology. And I would enjoy just listening about their insight. And, you know, it was really beautiful. How long from there until the leader that you're used to being among girls 
kicked in and said, I have to do something with this. Yes. It actually didn't take long. In one of those tech women, my events in Outspace, I met Diane McLennan, who is the co-founder um, of GSI, which is Galstein Institute. And she told me, oh, I've never you know, met an African in Outspace before. I ran this program of girls in STEAM and, you know, we bring girls together from across the globe and they come up with a business idea and then pitch it in front of judges. And she asked me, so would you love to be a part of this? I was like, yes, please count me in. And she told me, all right then, you know, bring girls from Africa and let's start from there. Then I'll meet them and then you know, the, the train left the station from that point. So I, I went now, since we were, at that point, we were going for outreaches in high school and campuses in our campus, uh, in um, Africa, we are campus and center. I met girls in these outreaches. We normally don't go to urban areas. We go to remote areas where we meet um, girls from remote areas um, who wish you know, to do more in their lives. And that's when now I meet a, a group of girls and I told them, you know what, um, I would like you to be a part of something great. And they were so excited. And, and that's how now I began XR Girls Africa. What do you remember very best from that first meeting of XR Girls Africa? Wow. The girls were so... I don't want to say they were so absent-minded. I would say they were really wanting to know more about what I was talking about virtual reality because I remember I called them at a you know at a separate room and I told them I want us to work with another organization where you you come up with a business idea and pitch it, but at the same time we'll be working with this guy and I'm showing them the headset and you pitch your business idea in the metaverse and now I start explaining to them what metaverse is and my oh my they were not getting it <laughs> and I cannot blame them because they had not heard about this before they didn't know what I was talking about they were just looking at me like okay and I knew oh this I'm gonna work a little bit extra harder to make sure that they get what this is all about and then, you know, they embraced it. That's what I loved about them. They embraced it and they wanted to know more. So they showed up every time I called. They showed up every time you called. You've got a video of them on your YouTube channel and I believe on TikTok as well. Working yes. on a product. Would you take me forward in your imagination to that competition? So, you know, in Africa and in particular Kenya, there's something that we are so in lack of girls of their age go through, and that is period poverty. And they looked at it in another way of trying to solve this issue. And, you know, they said, you know, girls of our age are getting pregnant because they don't have sanitary pads. Girls of our age are exchanging their bodies just to get a sanitary pad. And, and in these cases, they get pregnant and some get diseases that we live with them for a lifetime. And so because of this, they say we want to come up with a business 
a business idea of making reusable sanitary pads. And with that in mind, they took that idea, worked on it very well, and that is the same idea that they pitched in front of the panel of judges. And they did it very well. And let me just put it this way, they were the first girls in Africa to appear in the metaverse. And remember, they didn't in the beginning, they didn't know what the metaverse was all about. So they are pitching this idea in front of a panel of judges in the metaverse. And they got category of an award in the category of social impact. And from that day, I did not let them go. I still have them even today. <laughs> What's next? They won this amazing award. What's next for this group of girls? So they've been having a lot of projects lately and they have been learning a lot. And, and first, I would really, you know, give them credit because they are lovely girls and they show up every time. We meet every Wednesday in our campus and they are always here on time. They are so curious to learn and so fast to make an action. I think there's a generation that is not really dwelling on talks, but on action. And that is what I love about them. So they want to make this dream of, of making reusable sanitary pads a reality. And so they've been talking to different people, see if they can get some funding to start um, with this, this business idea. And also now they are making their own events in the metaverse. Their events runs every first Wednesday of the month and the last Wednesday of the month. This, again, these were girls who did not know anything about the metaverse. And now they are not only, you know, learning about it, they are making events in the metaverse and making interactions and connections. And, and it's amazing. Tell me about the background of the girls you're serving. They come from different backgrounds and different religion, you know, background. They are not all Christians. They are, some of them are Muslims. And with that, you know, you find different family values in different backgrounds and religious backgrounds. So bringing them together and helping them think in the same way and helping them not see these differences has been, I think, has been a great deal for us. We have been showing them that you are all the same, no matter where you come from, no matter your background or your religious belief, you are all the same. And if you work together, you will overcome a lot of challenges that girls out here are going through. And these girls are running away from a lot of things that are happening out here. Talk about teenage pregnancy. In Kenya, it's raising every year, I'm telling you, every year. And so us bringing these girls together and showing them, you know, you can be busy with this. You should not be idle. You know, it's like saving them from all these things that are happening around them. Talk about early pregnancies, early marriages. And as we speak right now, our country is facing cases of women being killed, murdered, we call it femicide. Young women aged 20 to 25 are being brutally killed 
by people maybe they've met online and they thought, hey, I think this is love. Let's go meet somewhere, have coffee. And that's it. They are killed. They are murdered. So we bring these girls together and we give them a space where they can be busy and have something occupying their minds so that the extra things around them will not affect them. And I feel so great that we are giving them a safe place. We are sort of rescuing them from the things that are happening around them. And I think that for me, that is the biggest achievement for Africa Via Campus and Center. Let's be sure and give a link where people can attend their events if they would like to. Where is this happening and at what times? All right. So it happens in the Metaverse Engage XR at 11, that will be at 5 p.m. East African time. So also we pre-record that event because we know at that time our friends in the West maybe are asleep. So we pre-record this event and we play it again on Sunday at 11 11 p.m. East African time. 11 Pacific, if I have that correctly, that would be something like 8 o'clock in Eastern time. Right. As your girls are meeting, what tech skills are they learning and what are their career aspirations in addition to getting the funding? What else would they like to do? That's an amazing question. When they came to our campus, they didn't know anything about technology. So we started teaching them basic, you know, basic knowledge about using maybe a laptop or a computer. They didn't even know how to write an email. They didn't know how to use the keyboard. You know, they were very slow. So we started teaching them these basic skills. And then we went ahead now to teach them about the metaverse. Now they can, you know, they can bring IFX to an empty space and create something, you know, that they imagine in their brains. They really want to build some things in the metaverse, things that they see in Africa. They want to build them in the metaverse. There are those who who make mats, you know, mats by using sisal. There are those who make laundry basket using sisal, and they want to bring that to the metaverse that people can see. And if you want to buy, they will, you know, they will ship it to you wherever you are in the world. Where can we find? Do you have a little kiosk or something, or where can we buy this from the girls and support them? So it's a project that is on hand. We will be bringing pictures in the metaverse if you come to our events, which which, which runs on on Thursdays. That's a weekly event that runs on Thursday at 10 p.m. East African time. You will find pictures of those items that they want to, to be selling. Also in their events, as I said, which runs on the first Wednesday of the month and the last Wednesday of the month, they will be showcasing those items in form of pictures um, in their events. And so if you want to buy or you want to encourage them in, in one way or another, you can do so in the events. And I understand there are those who don't have headsets. So if you want to buy them, you can, you know, if you want to buy these products, you can reach out to me on my, my email account that is dianangeripaul at gmail.com 
paul at paulsimonkenya at gmail.com. And let's also give the link of Africa VR Campus and Center. People are going to want to see pictures on that as well. Yes. So our website is at africavr.org. You can go to our website and check out what we have been doing. Our pictures are there. We also have a YouTube channel. You can also go there and find it, Africa VR Campus and Center. You find our stories and, and all the videos and the works that we have been doing in the metaverse. As we move forward here, you've mentioned that you'd like to have people come, you'd like to have people buy the items the girls are making, but what other types of support are you going to need to achieve your vision for Africa VR Campus and Center and XR Girls Africa? Yeah, that's a good one. You know, we don't want to stop here. We want to recruit more girls to join us. And when we recruit these girls, we will need, you know, headsets i understand people i've seen a lot of people now jumping from quest 2 to quest 3 to vision to apple vision pro and you know i don't want you know when you buy another headset for you to keep that headset in a drawer and it gets dirty over there you can <laughs> you can reach out to our ceo at paulsimonkenya@gmail.com and you know communicate how you can donate headsets to our girls and I think that will be one of the biggest support the other one I think is mentorship you will never get enough of mentoring girls they need more mentorship from different women in different industries and that will not only encourage them but give them hope to keep going because they will see they are not alone so if you're there and you would love to come to this girls' event and talk to them, just a word of encouragement will go a long way. will really encourage them because these girls have come from different backgrounds. And, you know, I was talking to them the other day and they were telling me there were days they were, some people told them that they would never go anywhere. They will never accomplish anything because of where they come from. But now they are saying, hey, those voices were not powerful because now we are doing great things in the metaverse. We are going to campuses to teach people who are taking degrees how to use the metaverse. And they have found themselves in big universities teaching people how to use the metaverse, teaching students how to wear metaverse because some of them really don't know how to wear the metaverse. And I keep telling them, hey, look, those words meant nothing. Now you're doing great things. And with that, I just want to thank, if you can give me this opportunity to thank women like Claire Met, who, you know, have come along to give these girls a word of encouragement. Women like Holly Bollinger, who works at SpaceX, you know, has come and given these girls a word of encouragement. And they were so happy knowing that, you know, space industries can be can be a male-dominated industry, but now a woman from that industry is now coming and talking to them and showing them their dreams are valid, they can go far, their future is bright. So mentorship is very important. As we talk about mentorship, has there been any field in which you have not had a woman mentor that you'd really love to see more of them? That's really nice. (laughs) That's a good question. We would love more women from tech industries 
to come and talk to these girls because that's this is the route that they have chosen. They want to be in the metaverse. So women who are building great designs in the metaverse, they would come in and talk to these girls, maybe show them one or two things, take them to their worlds. You know, it would really encourage them. So women in tech industries, I think that would be great. Tech industry women, take note. Yes. Let's also give your TikTok channel and YouTube. So on TikTok, Paul Wayaki posts a lot of videos on TikTok. I'm not a very good fan of TikTok, but I <laughs> I think I'll become one very soon. He posts a lot about that. So you can check the, his page on TikTok. Also on YouTube at Africa Via Campus and Center. Our videos are all there. You can find them there. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to dream big five years from today. What if everything that you want were to happen with your girls, with XR Girls Africa, with Africa VR Campus and Center? Where would it be in 2029? These girls are doing a lot of work, and I know it will produce good fruits. So we see ourselves in campuses, more campuses, teaching people and students how to use the virtual reality and how to bring what they do in real world into the metaverse. We see ourselves traveling all over the African continent, recruiting more girls from different parts of Africa to join you know, our group and, and make things that seemed not to happen, happen in the metaverse. We also see ourselves you know, flying in Western countries, in Europe, also teaching about the metaverse. Because we have done that with Paul, I think last year we were, we taught young people from a program called Rise how to use the metaverse, and some of them were shocked to find Africans that teaching them how to use the metaverse. They were so shocked they would ask us in the beginning of the session, "Which country are you from?" And they would tell them we are in Kenya, and they would be so shocked to see that Kenyan is teaching, you know students from western countries how to use the metaverse so that is our goal and our mission is to go as far as possible recruiting more girls as much as possible to be a part of this life-changing moment and life-changing space and to make sure that they bring what they do in their real life to the metaverse and change their lives the final question for my podcast is usually a signature question if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from the work you're doing? Empathy. We show a lot of love to young girls and to show that they belong. They belong here. They belong to be in this space. No matter their background, no matter where they come from, they belong. And they deserve. They are deserving to be great. They are deserving to have those titles, you know, that they ever dreamed of. They are deserving to go into those conferences that they never thought they can be. And so that's, I think that's one thing <laughs> I would love people to take with them. And I think the world is suffering from not showing kindness to people who are not kind enough. And I think if, if people can be a little bit more kinder to each other and show empathy to each other, this world will be a better and a different place. 
and to live more. Some people don't want to live more because, hey, people are rude. People are very, very rude. People do not show kindness. And if we live one day at a time showing kindness, love, and empathy, it will be a great world. Diana, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Doc. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I hope that my voice will be heard and, you know, the African continent and the girls of Africa will benefit more from this new technology. You and I have been listening to Diana Jerry, educator, associate director of Africa VR Campus and Center, and leader of XR Girls Africa. You're invited to come meet and support the young women of XR Girls Africa. As Diana mentioned, they host their Metaverse events on the first and last Wednesday of every month on the Engage platform, which incidentally is accessible both through a VR headset and on your desktop. Find out more in the events section of engagevr.io. That's engagevr.io and also for more information or to donate to nonprofit Africa VR Campus and Center, go to africavr.org. Again, africavr.org. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. Be sure you subscribe. It's free by clicking the link on our website. Our music is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.